Welcome to the GPS Training Podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation. Welcome to the GPS Training Podcast. It's our 94th episode, our March edition. This month, as always, I'm joined by Andy, our tech guy at GPS Training. Welcome, Andy, to this month's GPS Training Podcast. Have you been up to much over the last month? Yes, bits and pieces. Um, I've wrecked Penny Ghent, the Montaigne Spine route, or Pennine Way route. So people who've been listening to my podcast will know a couple of years ago when I first did the Montaigne Spine Southern Challenger, just before you go up Penny Ghent, where I dropped out, unfortunately. So I went down... Uh, just a week, a couple of weeks ago now, and got to the same point that I dropped out and did the rest of the Montaigne Spine route to Hardraw. And you went to that with a good friend of both of ours, didn't you? So it's yeah, a bit... my mountain rescue friend Paul, who does bits and pieces for us as well. So Paul's actually doing the Montaigne Spine Southern Challenger with us this June. So we both went down just to recce that section. And I've heard on the grapevine that you've got a, a time in mind, Andy, trying to beat the uh, person who sat <laughs> opposite you for the spine no, race. I think Mr. I your, your colleague who you're walking with is planning uh, the time schedule so you can shave at least half an hour off the uh, off my record, time. Just complete it would be nice, which I'm sure will happen. Yeah, so. And uh, part of the training, I've learned what devil's burpees, well, no, they don't call them devil's burpees. I've learned what devil's presses are at the gym this week. So that's part of my training. So devil's presses aren't my favourite, <laughs> but they're going to help with the training. So I've been doing lots of uh, gym work as well, hit classes and things. So. Excellent. Yeah. Brilliant. Very good. So in this month's GPS training podcast, what is going on at Bullet? The creator of the Motorola Defy Satellite Link. Again, you know that we discussed this in last month's podcast about what was happening there, and we're going to give you all an update of what we know to date. And then Tunab, a breath of fresh air. Again, a quick update on Tunab. It's a bit of a reoccurring theme because those were the first two stories on last month's GPS training podcast, but in a different order. I'm going to give you a quick update of each of those. And then the third thing is we're going to look at mountain rescue teams, what we call PSGA map cards, um, which is an option that a mountain rescue team have for getting ordnance survey mapping. And then finally, we have Andy's top tips. So the first thing on this month's GPS training podcast is a bullet, the baker of the Motorola Defy satellite link. So Andy, what is the Motorola Defy satellite link? Um, so the <coughs> Defy satellite link was a, I suppose we used to call it a dongle. It's a little bit big, bigger than a USB dongle, but a very small, lightweight, compact device that once you've actually created an account with it, it allows you to send messages using fixed satellites if you didn't have mobile data on your phone you use your an app on your phone to send the messages but it sends it via the little device that you have strapped say on your rucksack with a carabiner clip it also had an sos button on the side of the unit that you could use standalone so you don't actually need the phone with it you could press the sos button in emergency and it would send a message to the focus point monitoring station who would know exactly where you were if you had your phone attached to it with Bluetooth, you'd get messages back on your phone so you knew help was on its way. But even if you didn't have the phone with you, if you pressed the SOS button with an activated account, that would send a message and help would be on its way using satellites. Fantastic. So a quick summary. Again, if you don't know the full story, please go back to last month's podcast. But a quick summary is late January 
Bullet, who are the company behind this device, filed for bankruptcy. Um, the What we said in the podcast after speaking to our contacts at Bullet was the founders were paying for the service to continue for one month. So uh, they were going to be paying for the service for one month. And over that time, everything will be working uh, properly. And then they were going to contact every customer directly via email uh, to let them know what uh, what was going to happen to the service going forward. So we sit here over one month from that date and the service is still working. So I thought, what? Let's. we've had another conversation with our, our, um, our contacts um, at Bullet. And I thought I'd give you a quick update of what we've managed to find out to date. So interesting article on the 19th of February, um, Sky News um, did a really nice article. And they, they uh, well, I'm going to link to uh, an article on our website where we do this. But um, the reality is Sky News understands that Exponent Private Equity, which has successfully backed companies in court, including Corn and Trainline, is expecting to agree a restructuring of bullets financing in the coming weeks. The change of control is expected to see the business growth fund, what they call BGF, a £2.5 billion billion vehicle set up by the UK's biggest high street lenders in the aftermath of the financial crisis to play a leading role in Bullet's future. People close to the talks said that an auction at Bullet, which has been triggered by a large volume of unsold inventory, has resulted in the proposal led by BGF, an existing shareholder in the business, and the company's co-founders. If concluded, the deal will crystallise a rare disappointment for exponents who have seen each of its own impressive returns. So, as I understand this, exponents who one of the financial markets of bullets pulled out of um, the business relation, which all makes sense with what we learned from in, in last month's podcast. So, last month's category, we were told that at the eleventh hour, some one of the backers pulled out of it, which all makes sense. So. Yeah, it sounds like what's happening is that um, BGF, this equity investor, are investing money long term into the business to potentially see future growth. So again, as far as we understand it, it looks like there's this restructuring going on. This business growth fund is coming into Bullet to continue with the business once it gets restructured, which also makes sense with what I've also heard as well. In conversation, we 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 were told um, that there was another third party on the table who would in negotiation to take over or put money into it. Um, and, and we were actually told at the time, don't say much about it because um, we don't want to upset those talks. Well, I think if Sky News are now uh, publicly saying who that person is, I think we're allowed to say exactly what is going on. So it sounds like this BGF, this equity investor, putting money into Bullet. A couple of things that confuse us a little bit is... Um, the hundred staff, hundred staff are being made redundant. Um, so I don't know how this this will continue. Just looking online, I don't know if you've done much research, and the the UK website seems to be down, but the American website still needs to be, still be there, isn't yeah. it? I mean, the comments I've seen, I know someone commented that had got in touch with Amazon, who were still selling the product, and they'd put out a statement that they'd been told to put out, which was basically in the in the coming weeks there'll be some news coming forward with how restructuring was the, the way I read it, and Bullet um, progressing f- with Motorola uh, as a partner. I know that doesn't sound out necessarily they're going to be the partner, but it sounds like there's definitely people out there know that there's positive things happening. You've got to think of all the people who have lost jobs as well. That You know, the scaremongering doesn't help that, and fingers crossed, you know, a lot of those people, if this does happen, 
will get the same jobs back because at the end of the day we found it a great product you always i think with every product we sell you'll always find reviews negative and positive we've never you know we've loved using it and to be honest i should have said earlier when i was out in penny ghent the other week i used the unit i mean fair enough not for an sos but i sent messages via both satellite and when i had mobile data with the app and they both worked absolutely fine you know so i think it's positive things that we're reading um, and hopefully it's a positive outcome because it is a real you know going forward with the product i wouldn't want to be put off with it if this can get sorted and we know we've got a positive future it's a great product you know a cost effective product that work at the end day for me it's worked well when i've used it i've never had an issue with it you know yeah it's quite interesting because i think you you forwarded me that email that somebody had received from amazon and returning and they were yeah. saying exactly that you know they were saying that there's no problem there's it's 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 all going to continue as normal um and it's quite interesting because Motorola doesn't really get discussed in any of these conversations. So it's all kind of, it is bullet or, or yeah. these finances, but it is branded under Motorola, which is a very big brand, isn't it? And I, get, I see negative comments about, oh, this isn't working and that isn't working. Um, I've used mine absolutely fine. And I'm not being horrible to those people who may, you know, it could be an issue that needs solving by where if it was another product, you would get in touch with the technical support. Like we solve things for our customers. And yes, at the minute, that's probably hard because of what's happened. But going forward on a positive, if all this happens, I'm pretty sure there will be a technical support back there to help out with anyone who's having issues. And let's face it, all the products we sell, sometimes customers have issues. I work in technical support. I get calls on all makes of product, you know, where someone's saying a message isn't going or something's not being sent. And it, there's always a solution. It, you know, I'm not going to say it's always user error, but sometimes it can be things that can be easily resolved. So at the minute, you're going to see negativity because of what's happened and people haven't got that support from the manufacturer until things move forward. But I just go back to me and you, you use the product as well. We've been sending messages ever since we had the product absolutely fine. Um, and like you say, I used it last week when I was in Penny Ghent, just sent a couple of test messages um, using, I did have my phone in aeroplane mode at one t- point because I wanted to make sure it was going via satellites and my wife received the messages absolutely fine. So, yeah. But I'll actually read the statement that that was uh, that you're referring to regards the Amazon. Said, Amazon. I said, all... Um, um, although Bullet, a lifesaving Motorola and Caterpillar is folding, Motorola is not. The product should still be fully functional and there will be more articles in the coming weeks regarding updates to the partnership between Bullet and Motorola. So again, it's quite interesting that statement and Bullet and Motorola, e.g. Bullet yeah. is still going to be there. And from what we're seeing from the uh, national press and say Sky News in the UK is a very good, respected organisation. And again, they would not be publishing that information yeah. um, <clears throat> if, if they didn't have good evidence behind it so fingers crossed we personally you know being trying to keep our mouth um quite quiet because i've actually been very very dis- oh, well both andy and myself i speak on both both of us been very disappointed by some of the scaremongering that we had online um and again um as andy just said at the start and we mentioned last month's podcast you know there's a hundred staff who you know have been made redundant fingers crossed they can come back but we we know we we know these people personally we've worked with them very closely over the last year and it will be a year and uh, we know how we had great support from that technical support was great the the, the I'm saying, yeah it was a lady I used to deal with who ran the sort of support side of things but from all the people that I dealt with you know and I hope you know yes restructuring it might not be in the same 
to what to what there was a business with that you know we didn't get involved with our other manufacturing and phones etc we're, we're concentrating more on this bit to do with the the defy satellite link the device that sends the messages so it might not be great news for all staff you don't know if it's not necessarily that the whole company is going to be going forward again as it was but certainly it looks well it sounds positive for what we're reading about the actual the the defy satellite link side of things which again we found is a, a great product Brilliant, fantastic. So if you want to find more about this subject, I've actually written an article on our website. So if you go to gpstraining.co.uk, click on news at the top and you'll see the top article says bullet, what is going on with regards to the Motorola Defy satellite link? And you'll see some of the quotes I've just quoted there. And it's where we'll update as well. We link to this podcast um, from when we discussed it. So as we hear more, we're going to keep that page updated and fingers crossed within the next couple of weeks, we'll be able to give you some positive update when we see all that going through. But I always say we We've not heard anything from Bullet. We've not heard anything from um, the liquidators or anything like this. So as I go back to the original conversation, is they said they would contact customers when the, then they know what is going on. No customers have been contacted. So no news has to be good news yeah. at this and point. I understand customers' concerns, you know, but it's like you say, just sit and be patient and hopefully we'll have some news in the coming weeks. Fantastic. So if you're going to find out more, go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk. Click on news on the top menu bar and you'll see the article at the top. Next thing on this month's GPS training podcast is Tunab, a breath of fresh air. So um, this time last month, we were launching Tunab as a new brand here at GPS training. Um, it's I'm absolutely dumbstruck in the last month. I don't normally talk sales figures, but we've sold over 150 two nav gps units in the last in the last month since we launched it so um yeah fantastic for everybody and and yeah i really appreciate everybody's support again i'm not going to go over what we did in last month's podcast but a quick summary andy of two nav what they are and really the the, the product range that, that 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 we're actually stocking yeah so at the minute we're stocking three of the products the cross plus the terra the adventurer 2 plus it's an outdoor handheld gps device all three of them have touchscreen they do have some limited button control on the cross plus and terra with regards to zooming in and out on the maps using buttons and a button that takes you back to where you are if you've moved the map but more generally with the cross plus and terra which is the when we say smaller units both of these units have got um the cross plus is the smallest screen which is just over three inches diagonal and the terra is a bigger screen so they're not small in that sense um but you're basically using the touchscreen for most of the features touchscreens uh, works really well it's a tough screen um, no issues using it in the wet yes you do t- take your gloves off normally when you're using the touch screen and we've got options with ordnance survey maps um, for the units uh, 1 to 25 and 1 to 50 maps for the cross plus and terra the bigger adventurer 2 plus is a unit that um, also has buttons and joystick controls so if you were wanting an all season use with gloves on you'd potentially go for that unit it's a bigger heavier unit because it's got a built-in battery as well and memory card but the main thing for us i think with the units is um, the maps are really cost effective so normally it's the ordnance survey maps that potentially put a customer off buying a handheld gps device so i think that's where we're doing really well with the units and even though they're not they're not the high resolution we maybe had on a sat map unit but it seems to be with the units all i can think is with the units having a higher number of pixels and colors on the screens 
it's a nice sort of screen that sits in between a Garmin typical screen resolution and the sat map. So you look at the sat map still would have been a higher resolution, but we don't have that product anymore. So it's given us something that's a little bit closer to that. I'm not going to say high resolution because it's not, but a, a better sort of resolution. And, you know, it's just nice to have another product. It's not, you know, we still sell many, many Garmin's. We love the Garmin's for other features that, you know, every everything has its own unique features that make a product you know, sway to why you might go for one or the other. So it's not taken away from other products like we sell that are great products. It's just nice to have an alternative when people are trying to make a decision and you like to be able to have different makes of product rather than just selling, you know, it's like everything in, in the world, everything we buy, you go to an outdoor shop to buy a coat and they only sell one make. You want to look at some different options, maybe a cheaper option. It's exactly the same as what we're doing with the GPSs. Now we've got two different makes of GPS. Brilliant. So just a quick, some of our thoughts over the last well, six weeks since we've been stocking them is a lot of SatMap users, Andy, have been upgrading. I think in, in the nice possible way, Andy, I think you're quite sick of these SatMaps on eBay, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I think the, the reason we're getting SatMap. a lot of SatMap users is I think when SatMap brought out the unit that had touchscreen and buttons, customers liked the fact you could use both. And with the products we currently sold before the two and have, it's either touchscreen or button. So I think this, that's when we talk about the Adventure 2 Plus, which I think has been the most, I'm not saying it's the only one SatMap users have bought, but it's been the most popular one for SatMap users because it gives them a bit of a feel of what they had on the Active 20, if you had an Active 20 SatMap. And SatMap users who were used to that high resolution screen know that there's not an option in a handheld GPS for a high resolution screen, but they're getting something that's closer to the resolution of what they were used to, say, on the, you know, the Active 20 unit. Yeah, I think it's been a it's been a key thing. The other thing I can see as well is is we were just discussing this actually in the week is it's brought in a different option for those people on a slightly lower budget. So we have a, a, a form on our website which is a personalised GPS recommendation, and yet a lot of people rightly saying right my budget is two hundred and fifty pounds, my budget is three hundred and fifty pounds, and in the past. Our only option for that was to give someone an eTrex range. Now, there's nothing wrong with eTrex GPS units, eTrex 22, 32X, but I always say GPS units for me are like cars. So it's like a, a top end Ford car, isn't it? I mean, an eTrex 32X. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's that you're never going to get a Mercedes Benz on that budget. But what we've been able to offer is that Tunab, Tunab Cross Plus which has the same size screen as the Oregon 700, the set where you can put color maps on it. It's Fantastic, far better resolution. Um, it's starting from two hundred fifty nine ninety nine. Even when we put ordnance survey maps on, it's still a really cost effective GPS unit. I know you've walked a lot with the crossbows. I'm actually quite jealous here, Andy, because I've walked so far with the Terror, the Adventurer Two Plus, which I've thoroughly enjoyed both of them. I know you've done a lot more walking with the Cross Plus. Again, we say it's the smaller screen one, but actually it's the same size screen as a GPS map series. Sixty seven series. It's um same size screen as an Oregon seven hundred. But actually, so actually, and it's got great battery life, hasn't it? This slightly smaller yeah. unit. I mean, it's not, you know, it's, again, we go back to we've got other units with hundreds and hundreds of hours now. But I always look at, for the majority of people, and you don't need the unit turned on all the time. Again, we often think of these figures where we say, oh, I've got a unit that'll do 100 hours plus. But oh, that's with the unit turned on all the time. So with the Cross Plus, you're getting sort of 20 hours. You can get more than that by turning the screen off, but still having it recording. Most of us, you're not going to go out for more than 20 hours. I'm not saying I haven't tested it thoroughly with the screen on all the time, but you do eke out a couple of more hours and it's so quick to charge. So most of us, you might only turn it on for four or five hours, then turn it off, turn it on for four or five hours. So yeah, it's it's a very light, slim 
compact unit the cross plus which is the smaller one we're stocking at the moment but still a decent size screen and i know we can do this with other units but i always it's my eyesight now i'm wearing reading glasses and it's funny i was watching it a friend came out for walking with me the other week and he had a smaller e-trex unit that he bought off us some time ago and i watched him he had his little magnifying glass and he was using the magnifying glass on the screen which is fair enough because i understand carrying reading glasses isn't easy with the cross plus in all of the two navs you can have data boxes and make them really big. Now, we can do that in the other makes we sell, so don't get us wrong. I'm not saying that's a big selling point, but it's the fact that the screen's a bit clearer. I think the map's higher resolution. It's a decent-sized screen at a good price, but you can then, the same as other units, make data boxes really big as well. So for someone like me with reading glasses, even though the Cross Plus is the smaller out of the three that we're stocking, um, I'm still finding that great to use, you know? Fantastic. And the other thing as well is, um, I know we mentioned this last month, but the, the, the feedback and the support we've been getting from 2NAV is absolutely brilliant. And actually, you suggested something when we were doing the yeah. training videos for it, and just last week they incorporated it into software update, didn't they? Yeah. The same, yeah, very... I mean, what's the way? I could, I could put an email out to customers and say, give me every feature you would like on a GPS unit. I could sit down and write loads of things. Manufacturers can't just make everything happen, you know? But it's nice when you look at, you know, I looked at a couple of things and thought, you know, this would really make this work in a better way. I just put it to two nav, what do you think about this? And they came straight back and said, that's a brilliant suggestion. Um, we'd never thought about that. And then they've implemented it straight away. I've got a few other things that I think will be coming that some of them are things where it's not that there's a fault with the unit, but you look at the way something's done and it's just the way they've always done it. And you thought, actually, from our experience of using all these different makes over the years, SatMap, obviously Garmin. I remember years ago, I used the Magellan unit. I've used some other weird and wonderful makes over the years. You pick up all the different things from each unit. And sometimes you just look at a unit and think, if you were just to add this little bit here, that would really improve that function. I've got a few other suggestions I've made to them and they've come back really positively. Not to say, oh, we may do that in many months to come to say, yes, we're going to look at that. We think that will come through on a firmware update very soon. They're just little tweaks, but it's just nice and refreshing to get that sort of feedback straight away that they're taking on our advice as knowing that we've been selling and using GPSs for many years as GPS trainer and even before I started working with John at GPS trainer I mean I think my first GPS device was an ancient Magellan 2000 24 years ago you know so we've been using them all our lives really brilliant so yeah it's very good so if you want to know more about the two now you go to our website which is gpstraining.co.uk click on gps store at the top then handheld gps units we've actually got a full launch page as well so again if you go to our website which is gpstraining.co.uk click on reviews and then two nav a breath of fresh air You'll also now found two walk and talks. As I said, these walk and talks are the 20 minute videos I do where I go for a long walk with these GPS units, give an in depth review. You'll see them working in the field. You'll see me planning routes on them and this kind of thing. So, Tuesday, I've now done the Terror, which I did for launch, and now I've done the Adventure 2 Plus, which has just gone live this week. And then hopefully within the next month, I can get out with the Cross Plus. We've got a busy few weeks ahead with course and things. So, fingers crossed, I can squeeze that into a, a, a weekend and, and get out with it. I have to give up the Cross Plus to you then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be wrestling off you now yeah, Andy I'm gonna it, yeah. I'll be wrestling that off you I'm actually going down to South Downs this weekend and I'm actually quite tempted just to take it with me and if I get finished sharp on the Saturday and even though it's a Garmin course I might be out in the um, in the South Downs just just getting my head around that I think it's, it's very similar Andy is it than the rest of them to be honest the nice thing is all three of the units um work you know they've got they've got slightly extra features and extra buttons here with the adventurer too but all the menus exactly the same so it makes it nice and uniform um 
something I haven't mentioned, but just to slip it in. I remember ages ago, um, I tried the TuneAv app. There's an app you can get on your phone, which you actually get as part of the purchase for free. And I didn't get on with it just because I, I didn't really know how to use it. And I did, at the time, I didn't have the time to put the effort into it. But now that I've been using the devices, I've realised the phone app has exactly the same menus as well. And now I've got my head around it and how easy it is to use. I actually got the phone app as well. So they've kept, it's just nice across the board. It doesn't matter whether it's the phone app or all three of those devices we mentioned, apart from slightly different control on buttons and the odd slightly different feature. Basically, the menus are all the same the way you use Is them. the phone app a subscription base, is it? The phone app, um, when you buy a unit, I'm saying from us, I'm assuming two now, I've dealt with anyone who buys a unit from them. You get like six months of the premium for free that means you can plan routes and things on it and the whatever maps you actually put on your unit when you buy from us you get three activations or downloads so you could use one of those for the app so you're not paying for the maps after the six months now i must admit put me on the spot i'm not sure off the top of my head what the price is but i'm sure it was under 20 pound for the right. year now the big cost is normally the maps because i know with other apps out there there's other manufacturers have apps um the maps are normally included automatically now with two and a half, they're not. So even if it, uh, top me head, I think it could have been something silly like £10 or something for the app. But even though it didn't include the maps, if you've bought any of the devices from us with the OS map download, you get that three activation. So you don't have to add on for the map. So say what well, even if it was £20 a year, you can then just log in with the same account that you create with your handheld GPS device. And those same maps can be activated on the app as well. If people don't understand what and he's saying there is you get three activations of your download of your maps. So if you buy the maps, which are already quite relatively well competitively priced, you can put them onto three devices. So you can actually buy two GPS. You can have a small one for your bike, a large one for your walking, and then you can download it on the app as well, yeah. all for that same The thing to be careful, we haven't done any videos on the land software because we're trying to keep it simple. We're just using simple apps to create routes on because there's a lot to that software. It's more like a professional software, but that does include an activation because I had a customer who hadn't realised and they downloaded the maps to the on um, the software that you use on a computer they'd put them on the device and then they'd put them on the phone and that was all three activations and I think the way they're going to put it on another phone or I don't know if they owned another GPS it was something like that to be honest two and a half are really nice and actually because they hadn't realized it in error they give them an extra activation but like John rightly says that you could buy say like a cross plus for your bike and an adventurer two plus is a bigger unit but only buy one with the map voucher and you can then install those ordnance survey maps that we sell with the units as a voucher you can download them onto the two units brilliant fantastic so if you want to know more about TuneNav, i said i just mentioned uh, our website gpstraining.co.uk click on reviews at the top and then there's a very good launch article which is TuneNav, a breath of fresh air next thing on this month's gps training podcast is a mountain rescue teams or calling out all mountain rescue teams psga map cards for garmin users so I'm really pleased to announce um, here at GPS Training, we've become an official distributor of what's called PSGA map cards. Now, this is kind of reaching out to people who are members of mountain rescue teams. So mountain rescue teams, rightly, 
get a discounted uh, map card when they buy it alongside a unit. It's 125k map card. It's slightly different, Andy, isn't it? Some of the um, functionality has been taken out of these map cards. Yeah. You, you don't have turn-by-turn -turn routing and things, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, so if you were to buy a good example, um, something like a GPS map 67 from us, and we arranged for you to get that um, public service mountain rescue map card, you get the Ordnance Survey 1 to 25 map card at a highly discounted price because you're you know, a mountain rescue member but what it doesn't have built into it is searches for place names which you do on the normal um, the standard map card and you can't get it to snap onto roads or paths but if you just want a map in the background and what i always say the reason i use the 67 as an example on the garmin gps map 67 you do get preloaded garmin's total active european map which you can update free for life for europe so if you were a cyclist and you win the mountain rescue just as an example you can still use that european map to snap to roads for road navigation and there's actually built-in searches for place names and cities in that map so that map would be on a GPS map 67 is an example. Now, don't get us wrong, you might have a unit that doesn't have that topoactive European map. But just as an example, you'd still be able to use some of those search functions for place names and snap to roads. But the, the map is, is at a really highly discounted price, which is why you lose some of those features. But it just means you still have an Ordnance Survey, very detailed Great Britain 1 to 25 map on your Garmin GPS unit. I think this is such good news because in the past, um, it was such a long-winded exercise to get these map cards. Now we, we deal, we, well, we work very, very closely with Garmin and the person in charge of this you know, got in touch and said, do you know what, John, can you help us here? Because what the mountain rescue teams were having to do was, you no, know, we, we just dealt with you no know, Games mountain rescue um, and they wanted five sixty-seven eyes with these map cards. Now in the past, you have to have to open a Garmin account. Open a Garmin account where you have to then sign non-disclosure agreements, etc., etc. It literally took months. So they come to us and say, well, is there's some way we could deal with them uh, to do it and, and and that's what we've done and what we do is then we we can now purchase these psga map cards it's not quite as simple we have to then give them a log at the end of the month saying who we've given them to because then they potentially can check um because they, they are the reality they don't have the copyright licensing yeah. on them that's the real that's why they are so cheap so again but hopefully it should be quite as simple as no a mountain rescue team tell us what they want we can send them an invoice can pay with an invoice and then literally within five to seven days it would have all the products can we there. only sell it with a new gps device we can do yeah so we only sell so, it with a new so map someone device. has to be buying a new gps office exactly to get, right. we can't just sell the map cards on that's own. exactly right so, so buying I'm looking new, to upgrade that yeah, yeah looking to upgrade the gps unit <coughs> and again with mountain rescue teams they usually do it in bulk you know like a five is quite a small amount often we've had teams who are ordering like 10 12 15 units something like that. again we can offer a little bit of a discount on the unit when they're buying that amount but again and then the map cards come in with them so again hopefully going forward it just helps matters uh, for the mountain rescue teams who we all know do a, a sterling job um so if you're a member of a mountain rescue team and you want to take advantage of that or you have friends just spread the word i'd be really appreciated and just get in touch with ourselves here at gps training will help you out next thing on this month's gps training podcast is andy's top tips so we've got both a Garmin top tip, Andy, and a Tunav top tip. So your Garmin top tip to start us off this today. Yeah. So um, when you buy a Garmin GPS device from GPS Training and you buy it with um, an Ordnance Survey map card, the new Topo Pro map cards that have been out for the last four or five years, there's a function that Garmin have, that Ordnance Survey basically give Garmin, where on the Ordnance Survey map card, the Topo Pro ones, 
They've got paths in the national parks or in any of the Great Britain national parks where you can get the device to snap onto paths for walking and hiking. So not for trail riding or mountain biking, it's walking paths for hiking, um, hiking, walking in the national parks. So you can get the device to, I suppose, work like a car sat-nav where a car sat-nav, you say, take me from Rothbury in Northumberland down to the South Downs where John's going this weekend and your car sat-nav will snap you onto roads and you get the turn left and turn right. So we can do the same thing in a national park. But sometimes there's a little bit confusion on how we use this profile. So basically GPS training, if you've got a unit from us recently, um, when you go into your main menu and profile change and you get the options like tour, cycle, hike, etc., you should see one we'll have set up called Hike National Park. Basically for the Hike National Park setting, we change the routing so it's not direct routing and it's activity hiking. So it only works in the national parks. This is where the confusion comes and that's why I thought it was nice to give you this tip on how you use it. A lot of customers download routes from the internet, from websites. And if the routes are tracks, it doesn't really matter what profile you use. It's just overlaid on the map. You're not going to get turn left, turn right. But if it's a route... Um, so someone sat on a map and created it and you download it and realise it's in your routes menu. Even if it's in a national park, you'll find I'm 99.9%. I've never found any where they've been designed for the Garmin for the turn by turn. So even though they're in a national park, you don't change it to the Hike MP profile. Because what can potentially happen is because the person who's created that route hasn't necessarily created on exactly the same map you've got in the Garmin, it'll try and change the shape and the direction of the route. And a lot of time these routes will have too many points in them because you're limited to the number of points. So if you do download a route for the internet, from the internet, sorry, and it's in a national park, just leave your unit on the hike profile. Don't change it to the hike MP. And now you might be thinking, well, what's the point of this hike MP? I'm just going to give you one feature that we use. There's other ways you can do it using Basecamp software, but I'm keeping this tip as a real simple tip and what I do with it. I could be in the hills, in a national park, and I've got no route on my unit. That's my first example. So what I do is I go onto my profile change from the main menu, and I say profile change, hike MP. And what that allows me to do is move the cursor on my push button unit, or if you're on a touchscreen unit, tap on the screen so you get a drawn pin, and then move that drawn pin further ahead on a path. So on the push button unit, you're just moving the cursor. And then you tap on the touchscreen unit if you've got the drawn pin. You tap on the box that appears at the top of your map. And it gives you a point, a name of the point that you've marked the drawn pin. Tap on that. And then when you say go on the push button unit, when you've moved the cursor to a point on a footpath and you press enter. And then again, you just select any of the names that come up. Even if there's multiple names, they're all just taken off the map. You press the enter on the go and it basically rather than it drawing a straight line which is what it would do if you were on the hike profile set as direct routing it'll actually snap onto the paths for you and then as you walk to that point you'll get turn left turn right arrows appear now sometimes if you find it's not snapping on paths you thought it should be going on it may be because Orden and Survey unfortunately haven't mapped every single little trail. Then you might just stop the navigation by touching your magnifying glass on the touchscreen or find stop navigation and revert back to the height profile and direct routing and just draw straight lines. But it's just a really nice way of getting it to snap onto paths when you haven't got a route. The second option I'm going to give you, the second tip, is using the same profile. You could have followed a route. You might be at the top of a hill 
and then you just want to get down a different way you might want to get down to a town or a village you can on your gps unit search for cities using the finder magnifying glass it will then show all the towns and villages not just cities it's just the terminology garmin uses even little hamlets lists just the ones closest to you but you find one a little bit further down the mountain that you want to get to you tap on it and then again you get the word go and when you tap go it'll snap to the paths to take you back down to that town or village because you're in the national park that's how i tend to use that hike national park profile but the main point of this tip was when you've downloaded gpx files from the internet and they're in a national park a lot of customers thought they had to change their unit to hike mp it's only for scenarios where you will have created the root and base camp software which we show on our training videos using that profile or you're using it in the way i've just described in the second option so i'd always keep on just the hike profile when you've downloaded a route from the internet for a national park that's brilliant really good top tip about understanding more about the hike nmp profile on a garmin gps unit next top tip andy is your two nav perform a track back isn't yeah. it <clears throat> so on the two nav gps units any of you um, customers out there have bought from us thank you very much you'll notice the online videos are growing all the time and um, we have just hit a little lull in putting new videos on because we've been waiting for some new features to be added so thank you again for your patience new videos will be coming soon and i was just conscious that a video i haven't done yet there might be a slight change to this which i'll explain but i haven't done how you do a track back on your two nav and it is really easy and the change that might be coming is going to be very simple but i just held fire a little bit with the videos on this but i thought i'd give you a little insight to how you you start off a track back so what is a track back it's where you're recording an activity on a device recording a walk you may not even have a route on your device and at some stage you say right i just want to turn back and follow the same way that i've just come we often call that a breadcrumb trail i want to get back to my car so on the two nav really simple you have to start your recording so on a two nav device whichever the three devices when you're on the map screen when you first turn your device on and you've got the word stop at the bottom of the, sorry stop <laughs> start at the bottom of the map page when you touch on start you get the option to load a route if you haven't got a route select free activity and then go so it doesn't matter whether it's a route or free activity free activity just means yeah you're recording as soon as you start navigation on a route what's nice it automatically starts recording do your walk and when you get so far in if you decide you want to do the track back all you do is the reason you tap on the map page is you've normally got the three data bars at the bottom which hide the three dots that you need to get to so anywhere on the map page on any of the units just tap on the map page just for a couple of seconds you just a single tap the little data bar at the bottom will disappear and you'll see three white dots in the bottom right of your map page it just means there's an extra menu touch on the three white dots and you'll see an option that says track back touch on track back it shows an overview on the map screen of where you've just walked from in the distance tap on go and that will take you back to the start there is an option when you touch on the three white dots that says back to start but that would just draw a straight line back to the start so to do the track back three white dots when you've tapped on the map page bottom right select track back and go now what you get on the screen of your gps device you actually see when you zoom in you get a little green very small green circle which shows your start point which of course is where you are now and a little red circle at the end of where you're going to the thing that's probably going to change in the future i've just this is another thing i've mentioned to two nav just as a something to make it easier what happens at the moment the line you see is whatever color you've used 
for your track recording is the colour. Now, normally when you're navigating on your two nav, you may have picked a colour that you prefer to see. When you're navigating, it could be bright yellow, it could be the pink colour. I've suggested a two nav that's hidden by the track recording which I know it still lets you track back and you get your distance to destination. If you've set data boxes, estimate the time of arrival, that's great. You'll see them when you do your track back. But what you might find in the coming weeks, the colour you see is actually whatever colour you've decided to choose for route navigation rather than just on top of your route navigation colour, the actual track colour. That's the only reason I'd held back. I thought I'd wait and see if they could get that changed. But I thought it was nice to give you the tip if anyone's been wondering how you do a track back. Fantastic. Brilliant. As always, Andy, superb top tips and many thanks for that. If you want to find more top tips, you go to our website, which is gpstraining.co.uk and click on the online resource on the top menu bar. Online resource, you've heard Andy referring to a little bit there in regards to the training videos. When you get a GPS unit from GPS Training, you access to those. And I think for the two nav, you'll be up to 30-odd training videos, are oh, you? For the two nav, more. More. I mean, I, you know, I, I do thank everyone for their patience because I know that, you know, there's more to come. Um, I'll give you an idea. If anyone's bought the two nav and you think, well, is that the videos that you know, I'm not getting lots of calls, to be honest, which shows the unit must be really easy to, you know, is easy to use, sorry, not must be. Um, the sort of videos that are coming is um, how you manage activities you've saved, how you can delete stuff off the unit you don't want anymore, looking at your activities and using them. Again, there's going to be a little section on waypoints, marking waypoints um, and using waypoints. Obviously, the track back. I've mentioned. So, you know, they're, they're the next two. I mean, there'll be some extras near the end. I'm going to do a little bit more on using the 2Nav Link app to transfer routes um, using a phone directly onto the unit. Again, I'd held fire on that one because we'd found um, when it was first launched the product, it didn't like our free ordnance survey planner for some reason. That's now been fixed. So I just held fire a little bit because I often use an example of using GPS training's own OS planner that you find on our homepage. And then I just email myself the route and then on my phone using an app called 2NavLink, I can hit a little plus symbol and say import the route that I've just emailed myself. There was a little glitch there with the format from our website, but that's now fixed. So that's the only reason I delayed a little bit. So in the coming weeks, you'll start seeing new videos being added but there's there's certainly 30 plus videos there now to get you going and that's just on one product there's, then there's all the training videos for all the other G, gps products that we sell or, or garmin as well there's still sat map videos there and everything yeah, garmin, so. hundreds of videos on your yeah. garmin products online course and again we keep adding to those as we see changes i think of new ideas and i always say and you know like amazing credit to you because actually you know, you're right we've sold a lot of these two navs is completely alien for people e.g you're giving someone a unit they've never had before and you've had very very few tech questions and even with the two nav you do have to download the maps because as you say you've got three licenses yeah. on them i think most of uh, three or four phone calls you've had has been regards to downloading the maps and actually when we consider how many units we've sold that's a real minority isn't it i mean i have on the online course on the first module at the bottom because i know with all products we sell you don't get full manuals now I have linked to the two nav full manuals. Two nav themselves offer great support. So again, people get stuck. You know, I know you'd. You know, we'd hope our customers would come to us. We're there to help you. But don't forget, you know, two nav as well. They offer great support. And there might be things that I haven't discovered yet that we haven't sort of done videos on. You know, don't be frightened. You know, give them an email. You know, send them an email. They, they are really helpful. But I will get there with all the videos. So again, thank you for your, for your patience. We're working through them as quick as we can. We didn't want to rush into them. We wanted to get the first ones to get you going, so you got your first understanding of the product and could register it and get your maps on and follow a route. 
that the more we use it, the more we understand the product and you find the videos will then be better. If I'd only done them after having the unit a week or two, you know, you might find better ways to do things. That's one of the reasons we've delayed a little bit. Um, but, you know, they'll get there and we'll get them all finished in the coming weeks. Absolutely brilliant. Brilliant. And finally, many thanks for listening to this month's GPS Training Podcast. If there's anything you'd like to cover in future episodes, please do get in touch. And again, if you're you're thinking about buying a new outdoor GPS unit or want training on an existing unit, we do training courses around the UK, physical courses, plus we have the online training we were just talking about, and then also we do a lot now of the training over Zoom. So if you want a specific subject covered or you're coming to do a trip or you're planning something, something a little bit more specific, get in touch with ourselves and we do a two-hour over Zoom where we get a look at a specific subject uh, to keep you, to get you up and up and running. If you can tell a friend, friend tell your friends about the GPS training podcast, I was always very much appreciated. And can you, if you can give us a review and a five-star rating, whatever platform you listen to, that is very much appreciated. Appreciated. So many thanks, Andy, for joining me on this month's GPS training podcast. Have you got plan, much plan for the weekend ahead? Interestingly, I'm going to make a box, a wooden box. <laughs> I didn't step. know this. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> I like to surprise you. When I was at the gym that I'm going to, doing these hit classes, we have these big bo- different size boxes that you have to jump up onto. And uh, my friend Paul, Paul Freeman, our mountain rescue friend, who I'm doing the Montane with, suggested... I get a smaller box made. I might have one at home already. A wooden box. And with my heavy montane spine rucksack, I just sit in my back lane. My neighbours will think I'm strange. <laughs> Probably some music in my ear pods. And I just constantly step up onto the box, up and down, up and down with my rucksack on my back. So I'm going to try and work out what size box to make and make a box this weekend or get my kind joiner friend neighbor to make me a nice heavy box that won't move so i can uh, step up onto it constantly with my rucksack this sounds amazing and i'll tell you what you should do if you when you do, do this this weekend you are going to land's got a, a wonderful daughter i'm going to you must do a fantastic better video than we'll ever do so i think you should pass yeah. your smartphone on to your daughter okay. she can do a video you can send it to me whatsapp yeah. and we can upload it as yeah. a youtube yeah. short yeah. or something like when that I, get it, I mean it might not be this no i'm going to try and uh, I meant to do it last weekend. Um, if I haven't, I know it sounds daft, I can you not just find anything. I don't want to health and safety. I don't want to just step up onto something and then stumble over and twist my leg or something. Because I noticed at the gym, that really heavy boxes, I think they've actually, I never looked, but they've got some sort of small weight in them. Because we're jump, you know, the big tall boxes, we're literally jumping up to them with two feet and, you know, you don't want to be falling off them. So I'm, it's something I want to think out properly. But no, I mean, it has been recommended. And my friend said it really will help, you know, with just, you know, I don't know how long I'll be able to do It's going to be a bit boring just constantly stepping up onto a box. But it's really going to get that strength in your legs with the, the backpack on your back, you know. That's so, brilliant. Yeah. Fantastic. What a way to end this month's podcast, Andy. Well, there you go. A box. <laughs> You're going to make a box now, aren't you? I'm not going to make a box. I can lend you my box. <laughs> no, I'll be all right. I've got some steps leading up to my house. I can just walk up and down the steps, can't I? Probably, I mean, I could just go up and down my steps in the house, <laughs> but I think that might infuriate the, the family of me constantly banging up the steps. And where I live, there's not actually... I know what you mean. In the village, yeah, there's plenty of places you can go with steps. Where I live, it's... it's I'm, I'm on the top of a hill, but it's there's no, like, steps anywhere I can practice on other than in the house. So that was a good idea. Hey, what an end. What a way to end this month's podcast. So again, as always, many thanks, Annie for joining me on this month's GPS Training Podcast. Thanks for listening to the GPS Training Podcast, the monthly podcast keeping you up to date with everything in the world of outdoor GPS navigation.